Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio inside the Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. It's time for Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. We are the cornerstone of security in the Southeast. Hey everybody, welcome to Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. I'm your host, Rick Strawn, the president of Paradigm Security Services, and we're excited to be with you on today's Business Radio X. We are coming to you from the Subaru of Gwinnett Atlanta studio, located in the beautiful Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel in Duluth, Georgia. Each week we plan on featuring businesses in the Atlanta area, especially those that serve Gwinnett County. While all businesses have security concerns of some kind, not all are about physical security, and we will touch on that and all related aspects of security through the course of each show. Our guest today, I'm very happy to have Mr. Melvin Everson. Melvin, uh, for those that don't know, is one of the most active people I have seen in this county and as long as I've been here, and that's been a long, long time. He's Vice President of Economic Development over at Gwinnett Technical College, which is just right around the corner here in Gwinnett. It's uh, an awesome school, if I do say so. Um, Thanks for being here, Melvin. I appreciate it very much. My pleasure. Thank you for having me on, Rick. Oh, it's my pleasure. But let's start out with who is Melvin Everson? I know that, among other things, you're a former state representative of House District 106. Yep. And that, uh, and you, uh, Snellville Spirit, in the spotlight. You, I think you had that award. Yes. That was recent. Uh, you. One of the things I think is neat, you're always showing up with somebody, one of those Georgia plaques. <laughs> I love that stuff. And, but uh, I know, so obviously you're a Georgia fan. Yes. But um, who is Melvin Everson? How would you get where you are? And why do you do what you do? Wow. Wow. Well, Melvin Everson, um, originally from South Georgia, uh, Wilcox County, um, Rochelle, Abbeville. I was born there, uh, raised on my dad's farm, mom and dad. Um, I was born uh, September 24th, 1957. My son's birthday. Yes, he's a great man. Yes, he is. My- <laughs> Speaking of which, which uh, was in the uh, Snellville Spirit magazine when they did the spotlight. A lot of people don't know. I grew up in the civil rights era. Matter of fact, I was born three hours after my mom left laboring in my dad's cotton field. Wow. She came home that morning. Uh, for lunch about noon and about 2 3 o'clock that on september 24 1957 that afternoon i discovered america i was born then <laughs> and grew up and not much uh there for us uh, living on the farm my dad had a fifth grade education we had no indoor plumbing etc we had outhouse the whole nine yards but one thing my mom and dad instilled in all of their children i'm the seventh of ten Two of my oh. siblings are deceased, eight of us still living. Uh, they made sure we were um, exposed to having a good education, something my dad was not able to do as far as graduate high school. He only had a fifth grade education, and he made sure all of his sons and all of his daughters were able to graduate high school. And on that graduation day from high school, we all got the same present from him and mom, so we wouldn't become envious of each other. 
He gave us a two-piece set of Samsonite luggage because once you finish high <laughs> school, you were leaving. You're going on to post-secondary education. Except the it. girls now. They got a three-piece set. They got the little small set for cosmetics. <laughs> uh, and once you graduated from high school, you got that, and then you went on to college. Once you graduated from college, you got a vehicle to put the luggage in. Yeah, you were able to finish up. So um, I uh, my first year in college, I was a freshman at Abraham Ball and Agriculture College in Tipton, Georgia. And my dad got the last set of semester grades, and needless to say, he was none too pleased. <laughs> and he said, son, you have to buckle down and do something else. So I got in my car, drove down Virginia Avenue in Tipton, Georgia, and I saw this man with this red, white, and blue hat on and the beards, and he wanted me Uncle Sam. So I went in and joined the Army. And that was something different. <laughs> that was different. <laughs> and my dad ca I called him and told him what I had done. He said, oh, you must be crazy out of your mind, join the Army. <laughs> and I heard my mom in the background saying, you told him to do something else. I didn't mean for him to do that. Neither. Careful long, what you pray for. Yeah, long story <laughs> short, uh, within 13, 14, about 15 weeks, I ended up uh, landing in Frankfurt, West Germany, September 15, 1976. I landed in Germany. Almost a birthday present. Yes, and it was snowing and raining. Here I was in this place and um, not knowing the language, people speaking a language I didn't know and didn't understand. South Georgia boy, seeing snow for the first time, it was cold, and I called home. And I'll never forget what my dad said. He said, you made your bed, now lie in it. So I stayed there in Germany almost three years, and then I came back and enrolled in Albany State University, uh, which I was more disciplined then, and got my degree in uh, criminology. And my wife and I um, moved up to Atlanta in 1986, and I was unit manager for Guards Mark Security. Yeah, good security. occupation. Yes, and uh, from there, I moved over to security at Zayers and Zayers Clothes, and then I went to uh, loss prevention at J.C. Penney Catalog, where I spent 15, almost 15 years there. I worked my way up until human resource manager, hiring, training, putting people to work. It's go I'm going to get to your question here. <laughs> and from there, I ended up uh, talking to a lot of coworkers there in 1994, when I was sitting in lunch break there at the table talking to different ones about what was going on in Washington, D.C., and I'll never forget this engineer, Lamar Bowman, who I communicate with still to this day, said, Melvin, if you want to change things, do something about it. And that's when Sound I... Sound like your daddy, didn't Yes. It? <laughs> and that's when I called my uh, mom and told her that I was going to run for city council in Snellville in 1995. And I'll never forget what mom said. You must be out of your mind of those people. And I said, no, some good people. So I launched my first campaign ever. Didn't know anything about politics, walking neighborhoods and door to door. Didn't know anything. I just had my little Acer 486 computer, printed up uh, flyers, used the phone book as my voter list, and had a flyer of me and George W. Bush on the flyer and put it out there in Snellville. I had my little sign, Melvin Everson, committed leader, Snellville City Council. Election day rolled around. I learned the true definition of landslide. I was slaughtered <laughs> in the factory. I think I, had a, I pulled 490-something votes, and my opposition pulled, I think, a pretty close to 2,000 votes. 
But from there, I got appointed to the Planning and Zoning Board for the City of Snellville by Emmett Clover and Leonard Martin uh, and the council there. And I served on the Planning and Zoning Board for five years. And from there, I was still working at JCPenney, and I'll never forget, in April of 1999, uh, I received a call from someone that was on the city council, Brett Harrell, who's now in the state yep. house. He holds the seat that I was in. He said, Melvin, I want you to, I'm running for mayor, and I want you to run for city council. I said, oh, man. Do this uh, again? <laughs> yeah. And uh, we met that Sunday at his place, and I asked him, Jerry Oberholtz and Joe Anderson, I said, have you guys prayed about this? He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, have you spoken to your wives about this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, have you really prayed about this? Yeah, yeah. See, I'm a licensed minister, and I believe in power of prayer. And Brett looked at me, and I'll never forget what he said, because you have to understand, Snellville at that time was 98% Caucasian. Yep. There were only 400 blacks in the whole city of 10,000, and only 188 of those were registered to vote. And so when I asked them, had he prayed about this? And Brett commented, he said, Melvin, you're black, we're white. Let's get on with it. <laughs> I said, okay. <laughs> so we went out, we campaigned. I knew a little more, and I learned a lot from Brett. And election day rolled around. I lost by 54 votes. A lot closer. Yes, I had 1,388. And this is how the media can play tricks with you if you're not careful with what you say. I never forget this. Don't you feel your civil rights were violated against you and yada yada? And they cheated him. And God said, Now you could be a fool and open your mouth and come across as a sore loser and upset the 1,388 people who voted for you, or you could be a gracious loser and I'll open up another door. So my comment to the press that morning was I wanted, and I quote, I said, I want to congratulate Ms. Rich on running a fine campaign, and I stand ready, willing, and able to help her make Snellville the best place for all people to live, work, and play. And Excellent. shut it down just like, and seven months later, sure enough, another door opened up, and I got a chance to run again, and I got elected and serving until 2004. When the door opened up for State House, Governor Purdue was uh, running for governor at that time, and um, and I ran for uh, state rep and lost the first time around, and I came back and I ran again and I won. And served perseverance. Perseverance, yes. Served into the House, and in 2010, when Governor Deal got elected, he called me and asked me to be a part of his administration. I'm getting to where. I, I am with yeah. Cornette Tech. And I got first appointment, I was workforce development director, touching bases with all the technical colleges throughout the state of Georgia. At that time, it was 26 of them. And uh, that's when I was uh, called upon to do commencement addresses at Central Georgia Tech in Mason, Macon, Savannah Tech in Savannah, Altamaha Tech in Jessup, South Georgia Tech down in Thomasville. And when I did the one in Thomasville, they invited me in to uh, speak to a GED class. That's when the light bulb went off. I stereotyped the class before I went in there, not by race or ethnicity, but by age. There were about 40-something students in the class, but I expected to see a lot more elderly people in the class 
But when I got in there, to my surprise, 70% of the students were under the age of 30. Whoa. And I said, whoa. And the instructor looked at me and said, Mr. Everson, I know what you, let me break it down to you this way. She said, a small percentage of these students, they had some issues at home that presented, prevented them from graduating high school. She said, but the vast majority of them, they didn't see any relevance to the rigor in the classroom. I said, whoa, no relevance to the rigor. She said, yes. She said, by the time they hit the eighth and ninth grade, they knew they were not going to Georgia. They were not going to Morehouse, Georgia Tech, Columbus State, Fort Valley State, you name any institution, four-year institution. They knew they were not going. So they didn't have the interest. They didn't have the interest, and they didn't see any other option. So they became bored, burned out, and they dropped out. And then they got in the workforce, and they realized, well, I need that skill set. So here we are on the back end now trying to get caught up with them. And I said, wouldn't it be more prudent for us to engage them or expose them with other opportunities so we can get them across that finish line from high school and you saving the state money because they won't be coming back for the GED. They got it the first time around, that high school diploma. To me, it makes sense. And that's when um, you started seeing career academies pop up all over your high schools. And uh, technical colleges started rolling in as far as uh, piquing the interest of a lot of students. So uh, when I had told the governor that I'd done all I could do with my second appointment with Governor Deal, um, this position became available at Gwinnett Tech when I came over in 2017 as the business and industry director for the state for Gwinnett Tech. Uh, touching bases with the businesses and industries in Gwinnett County as well as North Fulton to see what their needs were as far as their current employees if they needed uh, further training development in communication root cause analysis conflict resolution we can come in and customize that training for them sit down and talk to the businesses and they tell us what they need and we can customize that training and go in and conduct that training for them. So I guess that would be pretty much what you would consider the role of Gwinnett Tech is to do that? That's, uh, that's one of the roles. Now, Gwinnett Technical College, uh, like all the technical colleges, they're a little bit different than your four-year institution, whereas your four-year institution, their curriculums are pretty much etched in stone. They put it there and it's there. Technical colleges, we go to the businesses and the industry. They tell us what we should be producing for their workforce. And I said, hmm, who's in a better position to tell us what they need as an employee than the person that's doing the hiring? going to hire them, yeah. So they tell us, okay, so we will change our curriculum based upon what they're telling us they need. And that's the best way to do it. And that's, what, that's our niche. And as Dr. Cannon finally says, and I agree with this, at the, Gwinnett Tech, we don't pl- we do not train people for jobs. We train people for careers. That's that's a great way we, of putting it. We train people for careers, and we have the highest placement rate for in- individuals graduating from Gwinnett Tech. Ninety nine percent placement rate. When you graduate from Gwinnett Tech, you're ninety nine percent certain that you're going to have a job. Now. If you graduate from Gwinnett Tech in a certain program, 
which we offer 140 plus different programs at Gwinnett Tech, you're going to have a job in that uh, program 86% of the time. That's pretty impressive. That's very impressive. impressive. And I know that we talked before uh, we came on the air about the needs that are in the community. And there's a, there's a lot of people that just aren't meant to have, they like you were talking about, a four-year degree. You know, that's just, that's not where they're at, but they're skilled. They like using their hands. They like doing stuff with their brain. And I see that as a, the big stepping stone for a technical college is to be able to train them in the things that they're good at. Exactly. And give them that career. Um, I know that you you just went to a play that was talking about and presenting about a two-year, you know, getting the stigma away from being in yes. a two-year college. And it's just, it was an awesome idea with that play. And it was, you know, I saw part of it it's been very well put on. And I'm looking forward to seeing it. But the main thing is to let kids know that, you know, you may not, you don't have to go and end up with $140,000, $200,000 worth of debt. You can go and do something that you like doing and end up making a, a, a great living and you're doing what you want to do and you don't have all that debt at the same time. Exactly. And when I was in the house, I served on the um, Job Creation Education Committee down at the Capitol. And I'll never forget we had a bill pertaining to uh, dual enrollment and workforce, et cetera, getting students exposed to other opportunities. And we had this gentleman who came in from South Carolina, and he was highly in favor of what we were attempting to pass down at the Capitol. And he, he used his four kids as an example. They impressed upon, impressed upon his kids to go to college, go to four-year college. All the first three, two went on to become successful doctors. His daughter went on to become an attorney. The fourth child, when it got to him, he said, Mom, no, Dad, I, I don't want to do that. And his mom said, what do you want to do? He said, I like working with my hands. I want to go to a technical college. You're not going to be. And they just, just beat him over the head. Beat with him it. over the head. Said, no, you're not. And now... He, that same one makes more money than his other three siblings combined. You know why? He did go on to attend a technical college in South Carolina, and he owns six repair shops in South Carolina. So when those two doctors, when those BMWs and Mercedes Benz break down, guess where they're taking it? <laughs> they break them And then I turn it, when that Mercedes breaks, guess where they're taking it? To him, and he's going to charge them whatever he wants to. Absolutely. Smile and keep going. Smile and keep going. So uh, to your point, um, traditional four-year colleges, they have their plates. But there's a strata of jobs out there where technology and technical colleges, those positions are very well placed, and those individuals in those areas have a great opportunity. Give you a a good example. Mercedes-Benz came to Gwinnett Tech. And this is the first of its kind in the country. They came to Gwinnett Tech and poured 500000 into Gwinnett Tech to create the Mercedes-Benz Automotive Technician Lab, where they train these students to work on these machines. You know, and the AMG Mercedes has over 90 different computers on there. That engine is handmade in Germany. Those cars are made in Germany. 
and we had our first graduating students, the graduating students from that program this past Friday, 18 of them. I saw you posted that, I think, on we, Facebook. Yes, we had the reception for them at Gwinnett Tech uh, about a month ago. Every Mercedes-Benz dealership in Atlanta had representatives there, plus a dealership out of Athens. Everybody trying to get them. Everybody trying to get them. Well, wait a minute. And we had executives from the Mercedes-Benz training uh, corporate office on campus to see these students being recognized. And they presented all 18 of them with this nice leather Mercedes-Benz jacket. And those students, my memory serves me correctly, every last one of them walked out of there with the job making 80000 or above. Awesome. Wow. With no debt. And I'm saying, and that's and then, the big thing. That, that's the big thing. Of course, a lot of them had internships with the Mercedes Benz, but they can easily walk out of there making eighty thousand and above. That's just, yeah, and that's something that these kids need to understand. Yes. Um, how many programs are actually offered at GCC? We offer over one hundred and forty different programs, dealing with horticulture, healthcare, accounting, nursing, uh, cybersecurity, gaming. Uh, 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 culinary, you name it, over 140 different programs. And we have articulation agreements with all four-year institutions in Georgia, Georgia Tech, Georgia, Georgia State, Georgia Gwinnett College, Kennesaw, Morehouse, you name it. A student can come to Gwinnett Tech and receive their associate's degree in whatever program they decide to go in, whether it's accounting, nursing or engineering and transfer on to those four-year institutions to obtain their BS degree. And uh, we highly suggest and recommend two-year institution for some students who are not so sure they want to brave 40,000 or 45,000 student population or 25,000 like the University of Georgia. They want to test out the two-year institution but go use before you go spend all that money, and then all of a sudden you realize, no, that's not for me. Well, and it also it helps them to keep that debt down. Yes. You, we talk a lot about debt. Is there financial assistance available and scholarships and so oh, forth? Oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, so, many of your critical skill demand areas, you can come to the technical college, such as plumbing, HVAC, welding, and the state will pick up the tab free of charge because there's such a need for these skilled areas now. And in addition to that, you can qualify for the HOPE Scholarship Grant, the Pell Grant. All your uh, financial assistance that's available at your four-year institution is also available at your technical college. In addition to that, we have a foundation that supports the technical college fin financially as far as uh, going out and raising funds to make sure these students have everything they, they need to complete college. Because we don't want a child to, or student to say they cannot complete college because of financial responsibility. They can come up uh, to the foundation there and apply for those scholarships and they can, more than likely they're going to receive that scholarship. And uh, we have an event every year where we recognize the scholarship donors. We bring them in, and the benefit, uh, beneficiary of those scholarships, we bring them in and so they can tell how that scholarship assisted them. 
Wow, that's yeah. that's quite yeah. an additional program. Yeah. What would you say are some of the most high demand programs that Gwinnett Tech goes through? Right, right now, the high demand area, I'm going to tell you, cybersecurity is big. Secure Works in Dunwoody, they have hired over 76 of our students. Cybersecurity. Well, there is so much going on right now, yes. and it's such a rapid advancement on the the negative end of it that they've got to have people that got can to have help because them out. Every business, whether you large or small, if you experience a cyber attack, studies have shown, unless you recover within 48 hours, you're going to be out of business within a couple of weeks, and that's why the General Assembly and Governor Deal, if you remember. I think it was last year or two years ago, they invested $100 million to build the Cybersecurity Academy in Augusta because they realized how vulnerable we all are. You can turn on the television and the radio any given day. You remember what happened at the city of Atlanta airport, Hartsfield-Jackson? You remember what happened uh, city well, the of city of Atlanta? Yeah. yeah. Cyber attack it shut you down in a heartbeat. So it's it, it's that's one of the uh, high demand areas for us. Another one is welding. I can't tell you how high of a demand that area is. The steel industry has seen such a comeback. Yes. And all of the steel industry that increases everything. That all the way down in welding would be one of the primary yes. things. Matter of fact, we had a forum in. Um, uh, Norcross, uh, hiring well, doing good, put on by the Southwest Gwinnett Chamber of Commerce and had a panel discussion with business owners and what have you. And all, uh, one of the participants on that panel was a member from the Arthur Blank Foundation. This was during the time they were building the Mercedes-Benz Stadium and the Brave Stadium, SunTrust Park up in Marietta. A lot of welding on both those places. Yes, but what the average person doesn't know they had to share welders between those projects. Because we don't have enough. We didn't have enough. That's why they had to work night and day because they had to shift welders from one project to the next one to make sure those projects were completed on time. That's how critical that area is. Another one is construction managers, construction management. We offer that program at Gwinnett Tech. With the economy booming the way it is and building is going up, it's hard to find those skilled construction workers. Well, I tell you, one of our one of the main areas that we provide security is the construction industry. Yes. And of course, back in the recession, the construction just totally disappeared, and we had to kind of revamp our business model to keep them going out of business, which we did. But man, that's a whole other story for a whole other hour. <laughs> But the main thing I've seen is I work a lot with these uh, superintendents and these uh, managers on these construction sites. And I have so much respect for what they do. You know, they can be a pain in my rear as mm -hmm. a security, but, you know, they know what they're doing. And, you know, I stand in awe a lot of times that they've got so many different things that are going on at one time. So it, I can see where it would be a big thing for the education industry and, you know, going to Gwinnett Tech would be a good place to go to yeah. learn those. And it's skills. Yes, it's skills. It's a management skill beyond all management. They are the CEO of a small area while that right. thing's being built. And it's amazing to watch these guys work. And that's why when you um, graduate from Gwinnett Tech with that construction management degree, 
those individuals, once again, they can walk out of there on a job site and start out at $80,000 a year because there's such a high demand area there. Yeah, and That's, a quality education in yeah. that area would be immeasurable. But it, it, with uh, all the programs we offer, one of the things I learned, too, as I was workforce development director for a governor deal around the state was the fact that a lot of businesses um, were still uh, saying um, the workforce now is in dire need of soft skills. I heard that more times than I care to remember. When they were building the um, Kia automotive plant down in West Point, I toured that facility. You name any facility or any, you know, it go to talk to any business. I've sat down in the CE room with the CEO of Rubbermaid, soft skills, reporting to work on time, Absolutely. inappropriately addressing, can't get along with the coworkers, et cetera. That hurts them more than anything is saying. Totally agree. They said we have to have them in the seat. We can train them how to how to do the job but they must be willing to come to work on time uh, and appropriately dressed. The work integrity. Yes, yes, exactly. So we're working on that as far as the technical college system. That's part of their curriculum. When you go on the credit side before you graduate, we have that embedded into that curriculum. So we'll, we will address soft skills. We will address reporting to work on time, appropriately addressed, how to get along with your coworker, working as a team. Well, I can tell you as yeah. a business owner and somebody that's always hiring, uh, that is one of the hardest things to find in young people today are, are those soft skills. I'm lucky enough that my son that works over at Mitsubishi has those soft skills. Right. He can still be a – unfortunately, he's got my sense of humor at times. <laughs> but he is he, – the soft skills he has, he can work with people religiously believes in being – to work on time, uh, not – cutting out every time you get opportunity right. exactly and that's something that i find the hardest one of the hardest things to find today is those soft skills it that that uh, red light went off with me when i was human resource representative for jc penny catalog and we had an employment uh, employee level of about four thousand and i was responsible for loss prevention first to safety coordinate for the center and then i got promoted to um, human resource rep and we were hiring up for peak season when we scaled up to 4,000 and I saw this young man walking to the office to apply for a job and I was front window my office is on the front side of the building and I looked at my manager and I said what do I do with this and he said handle it so he comes in and he completes the application my receptionist she brings it to me and said Mr. Everson this is so-and-so and so he's here. I said, okay, come in, have a seat. And I commenced the interview. But in the middle of the interview, I stopped. And I said, sir, I cannot continue with this interview. He said, what's wrong? I said, there are additional questions I need to ask you, but your shirt prohibits me from asking those questions. Then he looked down at his shirt. You know what he had written on his shirt? I can only imagine. He had the words, don't ask me, fill in the blank. Oh, gee. What, I, believe me, I get, that, the, I get, that, the, same, that's I get what, the same blank <laughs> in my office. And, I, and I'm about to give him a job 
where he the only thing he would have to do was watch some watch some boxes come down the conveyor belt, take them off, and put them on a truck. I'm about to give him a job making 13 bucks an hour. This was back in 1980. That's a lot of money back then. Yeah, this was 1982. That's a lot of money back then. And I told him, I said, let me tell you one thing, young man. I don't care if you're going to apply for a ditch digger's job. Don't you ever go anywhere with a shirt on like that. He said, what's the up? I said, no. I said, don't you ever. Don't ask me. And you're coming to apply for a job? And that has stayed with me until this day. So those soft skills, inappropriately dressed, not knowing interviewing skills, et cetera. So that's, we, we my, address all of that. In my dad detail. used to tell me, don't dress for the job you want. Or don't dress for the job. They dress for the job you want. Right. And, you know, if you want to be the CEO, dress like when you go in there. Yes. You're going to impress them. Yes. It may not, you may be going in there to apply to move boxes. Right. But go in there with a coat and a tie and a pair of slacks on. Exactly. You can blow them away that way. Exactly. Well, you know, we're just about getting to the end here. What is your role exactly at GTC? Okay. Um, my role at GTC, I'm Vice President of Economic Development. I cover green technology which is housed out of um, North Fulton Alpharetta campus mm -hmm. the director over that is Cher uh, Brister green technology deals with making sure that buildings state buildings owned by the state and anyone else who would like to come to a lot of the classes we have and training we have we offer BOC Gwinnett Technical College is the only one in the state of Georgia that is authorized to conduct BOC training building operator certified to make sure that the buildings are operated uh, in an efficient and effective manner that the building they're not losing money because of waste etc as far as air leakage or not in, properly insulated so that's part of the responsibility in addition to workforce development, making sure the workforce is ready for the jobs that are available. And just overall ambassador. Ambassador. And I have the responsibility of ESL, English as a Second Language, which we offer uh, at Gwinnett Technical College. In addition to Launch Point, which is apprenticeship and steward, uh, uh, internships where we touch base with businesses uh, to see if we can get internships and apprenticeship for a lot of our students. So when they graduate, they can walk right into the job. That's part of um, my umbrella. In addition to uh, career services, where we have the career service board, where we allow businesses and companies to advertise for positions they have available. And that uh, advertisement will go out through this throughout the student population, current, as well as the alumni. And in addition to career services, we offer job fairs. We have businesses to come on campus where we have students to come talk to these businesses and see if they're interested in going to work for them. And we just had one recently where we had 102 different businesses on campus to talk to our students and hire some of our students as they matriculate. Unbelievable. So all of that, plus continuing education, that's the other component, where if you want to take a course in, to improve your education as far as uh, uh, Microsoft or whatever, 
you can go online, we offer that, and you can sign up for it, and we have instructors that come and teach that, forklift training, OSHA training, welding, et cetera. We can come teach that as well. So all of that's under my... Um, so I tell you, I could I, ask a hundred more questions. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not drinking from a fire hose. I'm drinking from a fire truck right now because I just got this motion uh, in January. Yeah. 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 I knew that you were fairly new in it, but it's just, yeah. I mean, you've, you've kicked it off and you're rolling. It's going, and we're getting ready to kick off advanced manufacturing program at the college uh, fall of this year, which is also going to fall under my responsibility, which wow. now I will be hiring a program director for that. I have uh, one, two, four directors under me, and Seacrest handles workforce development, Share Brister handles green technology and BOC, uh, Phoebe Cocorel handles uh, internships and apprenticeship, uh, Stephanie Garcia handles ESL, and Ava Miller handles career services. Wow. Well, I wish I could go ahead and continue this, because I tell you, I, I, I you go to so many things, you're so active, even outside of this, that it just, I mean, I, every time I look at that, all I can think of is Ricochet Rabbit. <laughs> you know, it's like, wow, from one thing well, to the next. But I tell you what, now, a lot of these events I go to, 90% of them, I'm invited. I don't oh, I know. I, people just hear about me and they want me to come. I don't. Well, I can't say that I blame them because <laughs> uh, you're. I, I love what I do because I want every young person to succeed. And there are uh, strata jobs out there. I know that uh, we're missing an opportunity on because they are not exposed to these uh, m positions and jobs. What's missing in so many people that you have an overabundance of is passion. Oh, I'm passionate about it. And it, it comes through so, so much. Well, I want to thank you very much for being here again. It's been a great conversation. Thank and you for having uh, me. I, I, I loved sitting and listening to you. Uh, but unfortunately, we're going to have to shut this one down. Okay. We'll come back at another time and oh, just I'm talk some more. I'm more than happy to. I did one for North Fulton up in Buckhead. I was on radio. Uh, Lou Whelan, I was on yep. up there. Well, thank you very much for joining us on Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. Remember, you can join us live every Wednesday at 1130 in the morning, or you can listen to our show anytime you want by going to businessradiox.com, clicking on the Gwinnett Studio, and then click on Case in Point. Join us next week at 1130 when we will talk with uh, other business leaders about their businesses and related security issues in today's world. Thanks again to my guest, Melvin Everson. Thank you for I having I really me. appreciate it. And for our producers, Mike and Trey, I'm Rick Strawn. And remember, at Paradigm Security Services, we cover more than your assets. <laughs>